0: Yeah, Friday, it's Donato Russo here on the Ranting Weight Watcher. Happy Friday, everybody. I think I got a good show planned for you today. Are you feeling it? Are you ready for the weekend? I sure am. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about the recipe for success in Weight Watchers. So I had a couple of things that when I started, I had decided I needed to do in order to have some sort of success this this time going into Weight Watchers. And The first thing I concentrated on was my mindset because the one thing I learned about myself having had the gastric bypass surgery was nothing I did would work if I didn't have the proper mindset how many people countless times not just me but anybody goes into they're saying okay this time this is it I'm gonna do it I'm going to I'm going to Lose the weight for good this time. And, you know, and everybody starts off a, a weight loss journey with that attitude in their head. Like many other times, I had the same attitude. The only thing I think was different this time is that this time I felt like there was no going back. It had to be, I had no choice. One thing that has always stuck in the back of my head, see, my father passed away, I was 17 at the time, he was 44 years old, you know, many, many ailments he had, and he was also overweight, and the one thing that sticks in the back of my head right now, as I have entered my 40s, is I don't want to be another statistic, like my father, I don't want the same thing to happen to me. Because if I really look at it with reality here, here I am at the time when I was making this decision, I'm 41 years old. If my, my father died when he was 44, what let's just say, God forbid, I follow the same steps, not in the same way, but you know, if I repeat history, so to speak, I have three years left of my life. What am I doing different this time? How am I going to make a change this time? What makes me worthy this time of finally getting it right? For me, that all pointed toward my daughter. See, my daughter, I didn't want to leave her because she's much younger than I was when my father left me. And I didn't want to leave her In the same fashion. Or you know. At an early age. And leave her fatherless. At a very young age in her life. She was a big part of. My decision that this time had to be. That had to be it. This had to be forever. It had to be for good. This had to be a a lifestyle change for good. Even though I had made that decision. I can't honestly tell you beginning Weight Watchers on January 12th, 2019, that I still had the mindset I needed to succeed. Because even then, I was still making excuses for not wanting to exercise. I was still telling myself, oh, you can't do this. You don't have time for that. There are a million excuses out there. The only person that an excuse sounds good to is the person delivering it. Everyone else... It just sounds like an excuse. Sorry. It is what it is. You don't like what I'm saying. I apologize, but I'm not sorry. I'm on the other end of it. I, I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy that gave the excuses. I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. In reality, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to do what it took to get moving and really get serious. I was, willing up to, I was willing to give up my time to go to Weight Watchers workshops. I was willing to give up my money to become a member of Weight Watchers. And I was willing to sacrifice food choices in order to live a healthier lifestyle. Those were the three things I was willing to do when I started. I took those three things and I ran with them for the first time. Seven, six, seven months by August, I approached the fifty pound loss marker. I touched a little bit on this. I had approached it when i had when I was building up to it, when I was around forty five pounds, I remember thinking to myself one day as we drove home from a workshop one Saturday, I remember thinking it wasn't even that hard. It hasn't been a hard journey so far. All I did from the beginning was concentrate on being in the what what Weight Watchers calls the healthy eating zone. I stayed on the lower end of that healthy eating zone. That's what I concentrated on in the beginning of my journey. Depending on your size, your height, your height and your weight you get a certain allotment of points, and I've touched a little bit on this as well. So you guys understand, the number that I started with, my daily point value, was 54 points. So the healthy eating zone for me was either 10 points below 54 or up to, I believe, 8 points above 54. So anywhere between those numbers was the healthy eating zone. So I started off by leave, trying to leave a minimum of 10 points on the table every night. So only eating 44 of the 54 points I was allotted. I found it relatively easily. 44 points worth of food done the right way is a lot of food. If you're making the proper choices, if you're making choices that aren't on the healthy side, it's not a lot of food at all. It's only when you make good choices that 54 points or 44 points in this case is a lot. I made that decision to stick with leaving 10 points on the table only because of the, the mere fact that I was not moving, the mere fact that I decided I was going to start this journey without exercise. There was no reason for me to take in the entire day's worth of points if I wasn't going to move at all. I could live on less points. And that's what I did. And so instead of making goals in the beginning, what I did was make commitments to myself. So my first commitment was my money. I commit my money to become a member of Weight Watchers in order to live a healthier lifestyle and be here for my daughter. That was my first commitment. My second commitment was my time. I commit every Saturday morning for the rest of my life to join a workshop, be at a Weight Watchers workshop so that I could live a healthier lifestyle and be here for my daughter. My third commitment was I would commit to only eating 44 of my 54 points because I was not ready to exercise. And I committed to that until I was ready. So I didn't give myself any allotment of time. I gave myself to the point where I was ready to start moving. As I approached the 50 pound mark, that's when I was having that conversation with myself in my head. You know, it wasn't that hard. It has been a, a relatively easy ride. You know, as the weeks progressed, eventually I hit the 50, 50 pound loss mark. And I remember thinking to myself that day as I went home carrying my little 50 pound charm because Weight Watchers gives you a charm at certain milestones of your journey. I was looking at that charm. I remember thinking, what if I had committed to actually working out? What if, what if where would I be right now? If I actually said, okay, I'm exercising from day one, who knows, who knows where I would have been, but I wasn't mad. It's just, just a thought. I wasn't mad at myself because I made the choices I made. So I was living with them at that point. Right? So you make some choices. You're, you give up the things you're willing to give up. You stay, stay with the things you're not willing to. But then I started to really, it started to really like click like a light bulb went off I made that snap, it like snapped in my mind. It's time to get moving. I'm not going to lose another 50 without moving. And so I decided at that point, it's time to make my first commitment toward moving more. It wasn't a goal. Again, it's a commitment. I committed my first commitment to myself to get moving was I commit 20 minutes a day for three days of the week for four weeks that I will go for a walk for 20 minutes, three days, four weeks. And I said, I will make no changes to this regimen until I finished the four weeks. And at the end of that four weeks, I went from 20 to 30 minutes. And at the end of the next four weeks, I went from 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And at the end of the next four weeks, I went from 45 minutes to an hour. And then from an hour, I went to four days instead of three days. And then five. And now I'm up to six days of exercise. Four days are walking, two days with my trainer. But all of these were mindset changes that I had to do. And I had to say... Regardless of what the scale says, I am making the commitment to make this change for this amount of time. I'm not going to allow what the scale says to sway this decision. So I made those decisions. I made those food choices. Probably the most important thing is the mindset you deal with when you first start. But the other more important thing you deal with is tracking and measuring. Tracking, measuring, and weighing, I'm sorry. It's it's one thing to say, oh, I don't like tracking. I don't like, you know, I don't have time for tracking. In reality, everybody's got time to do whatever. Everybody on this planet has 24 hours in a day. Everybody. And the most successful people on this planet have proven one thing. They know how to use their 24 hours better than we do because we would be as successful as they are had we can if we could master using our 24 hours the same way they do. And so if your goal is to be successful in weight loss and you'd rather play on your cell phone on Facebook than track on the same device, track the food you ate all day, then how are you using your 24 hours? That's the question you have to ask yourself. How are you using your 24 hours? Because the successful people, the people that dropped a a crap load of weight, those are the people using their 24 hours differently than you are. So you have to say to yourself, okay, do I really not have the time? Or would I really just rather do other things? Because everybody would rather do something else. You think I want to go out and exercise six days a week? No. No. I'm not that guy that enjoys exercise. I'm sorry. I do it because it's the necessary evil. The people that are successful at weight loss do this. And I know if I wish to be successful like they are, I must do it. The same way. Not exactly the same way, but you, you get what I'm saying how we use our time tells us what we really care about. So if your time is spent on social media rather than tracking your food and you say you're trying to tell everybody you're in a committed journey for weight loss, but you don't have time to track the food. You know, when you you come into this thing and you're saying, I don't want to track, you're like that new guy in a company that comes in and tells everybody they're doing their job wrong? How long do you think that guy lasts in the company? You want to be that guy? You want to be the guy that starts on his first day and tells everybody else they're doing their job wrong? No, you don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Because that guy's not going to be here in three weeks. That guy will be gone, and you know what? In his head, it's going to be, oh... It just didn't work for me. No, you just didn't put in the work. You didn't put in the work, guy. Sorry, doesn't work that way. Everybody has 24 hours. How do you use your 24 hours? If you want to be successful, start analyzing how you use your 24 hours. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. hello I'm Donato Russo and I am the Ranting Weight Watcher I wrote an affirmation it's called the Ranters Creed I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching
1: Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours.
0: Because you are
1: Enough.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Donato Russo of The Ranting Weight Watcher. I would love it if we can connect on social media. If you're interested in finding me on Facebook or Instagram, you can search at The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you're on Twitter, find me at The Ranting WW. If you're already on Weight Watchers and you want to find me on the Connect app, search at Ranting Weight Watcher. If you're interested in joining Weight Watchers and you'd like a free month to try it out, you could email the show and I can make that happen for you. Just send me an email, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put WW free month and I'll make that happen for you. If you just like to share your successes, your failures, your story in general, and you want to email the show, again, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Send me your story. Uh, if Most of all, though, if you like the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Spread the word about the Ranting Weight Watcher. I'd love to stick around. You guys have a great day, and now back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking around. So for the second segment of the show today, I received another email from a listener. Uh, I am going to read her email to you now. Dear Donato, I'm writing to you because I've listened to your podcast and it has really helped me in many ways. I started WW and was doing amazing for about seven months. I lost 35 pounds and was at my lowest weight since being in my 20s. I honestly never felt better in my life. At the beginning of July, I found out my sister had stage four pancreatic cancer. My sister and I were never close. I have desired her acceptance, her love, and for her to be proud of me nearly my entire life. The day I found out, about her diagnosis I felt like the world was crashing down on me I love her dearly and these events have affected me deeply when anything stressful or hurtful happens in my life it's almost like I take it out on myself and punish myself now I have started emotionally eating again needless to say I've gained 30 of the 35 pounds I lost back I promised myself that I would never be in this situation ever again Why is it that I can keep promises to others, yet I can't keep one promise I've made to myself? I feel ashamed. I've failed. I gave up on myself. It's almost like I'm drowning and all I want to do is come up for air. Please help me, as you put it, break the chains. Thank you for all you do. Sincerely yours, Catalina from Las Vegas, Nevada. So, Catalina, the first thing I want to say is I'm so sorry for the, the diagnosis your sister received. It's, you know, you, you like to think, you go through life thinking, you know, if you're a good person, this, things like this shouldn't happen to you, you know, there's nothing to justify things like this happening to anybody, nothing. My prayers and thoughts go out to your sister and to you for strength. I get the impression that your sister is still alive and fighting uh, from your email. So I'm going to go with that in mind. I apologize if I'm wrong, but I, I pray for your sister's strength. I pray for your strength and God be with you both. Whenever we're handed circumstances like this it's almost like you have to evaluate what can I control what is happening make a list whatever it is everything that's going on at the moment what can I control out of those things you know and the one thing you're going to notice is nine times out of ten the one thing you can control is the one thing you're refusing to control and that is what you put in your mouth. You know, because there is no no amount of food that is going to take this diagnosis away from your sister and make anything change. Food is not going to do that for you. It'll distract you from the situation. That's it. It's a 5-minute pleasurable moment and then back to pain right after it's done. I'm sorry that I'm putting it so bluntly, but it's the only way I know how to speak. I'm, I'm programmed to be this way. And I, I apologize if I seem unsensitive in any way, but the circumstances you've been handed suck. They suck. No one wants to know a relative that they love is dying. You mentioned in your email about always needing the acceptance. You just want her to be proud of you. When my father died and I was 17 years old, the one thing I craved most was my father's acceptance, my father's approval, my father for him to say, I'm proud of you. That's the one thing I craved. I never got it. Part of the reason is my fault. Part of the reason is I never, I never said I need this from you either. I just expected it. And there would probably be a, a thousand people that said your father should just give it. At the same time, nobody's a mind reader. If this is what you need the most and you have the opportunity to open your heart, And say, I you know, I just want you to love me. I want to know that you're proud of me. I know that I didn't do things the way you would expect me to do them. I'm a little different than you. We. I'd love for us to have a better relationship. I don't know all the details. But I do know if she's still breathing now, you can still get that. You can still get that approval. And you could avoid what I go through. Because still, at 42 years of age, I still seek that approval. I still seek it now, even though he's dead. I'm not getting it. There's no, I, I can't bring him back to say, I'm proud of you. I can't, there's no bringing him back. So if you have that opportunity, if I'm right and she is still alive and she is still fighting, open your heart. Open your heart because what else do you have to lose? Is it better to open your heart now and lay it all on the line than to hold on to it and God forbid when her time comes You're left wanting. I could tell you from the wanting side, the wanting sucks. It sucks more after the death than it does before it. So if you think it sucks now, it sucks much worse afterwards. I urge you to open your heart to your sister and tell her what you've told me. Tell her you just want her to say, you just want to feel that she loves you, that she's proud of you, and that she accepts you in whatever it is that, you know, is the separation between you and her. That is the key to get to that, take care of that before the worst happens. You'll find that whatever time she has left, whatever time you have left with her will be a far more joyous time than it, than it is now. It'll be far more valuable. And you look back at the moments from that moment where you decided to open your heart to whatever, however long she has after that. You'll look back on that and you'll probably value those, that time more than the rest of your time with her. Because it'll take on new meaning. One thing that concerns me about your email is when you you say, I promised myself I would never be in this situation again. We have to watch out when we use words like this. And I'm going to break it down to you because you don't have to be a religious person to understand this. When, when you make a, a vow, a promise, an oath to God, if you break that vow, oath, or promise, you have to ask for forgiveness because you've broken a promise. You've broken a vow you've made to God. There are, when you make this promise, you're invoking spiritual laws that bind you to that, to that promise, to that vow you've made to God. Now, here's where things get tricky. Because you made the promise to yourself. You have invoked the same spiritual laws on your life. By making that promise. By saying things, I promise I will never let that happen to me again. I promise I will never be in this situation again. Like someone who has been abused their entire life. When they say, I promise I will never allow someone to do that to me ever again. And then God forbid it happens again. You've broken that promise. Those spiritual laws that you brought into effect on your life By promising yourself something you really don't have control over. As much as you want to believe you do. You don't. Circumstances change. Life changes. Things happen. And you may just make a wrong decision. Nobody's perfect. Things may happen that you didn't expect. And suddenly this promise you've invoked these spiritual laws you've invoked on your life are now against you because you've said, I promised myself I will never be in this situation again. I will never allow this to happen. You've invoked spiritual law in the same way that you would need to ask God for forgiveness, for a breaking a vow breaking breaking a promise you have to ask forgiveness of yourself and that's uh, the end of our show Catalina wherever you are whatever you're doing I hope that this has helped in some way. I'm no psychologist or anything like that. I'm just someone who can relate a little bit to what you went through or what you're going through. I'm sorry. Do the things I've asked you to do. Make things right with yourself because the last thing you want is to be mad at yourself going forward make things right with yourself right now do it do what i told you to do get in front of that mirror tell yourself that you love yourself tell yourself that you forg- forgive me for what i've done and call your sister go see her whatever it is and just tell her how you feel. Tell her you've always wanted that acceptance. You've always wanted her love. You always wanted her to be proud of you. And you never felt it. And that you love her. And you just want whatever time that the two of you have left to be the best time of your life. Do this and your life will transform into everything you wish it to be. I thank you all for listening. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.